This is Neil Cool, CEO of Structure First. No financial institution had COVID-19 in their 2020 strategic plan. No company wants to spend any more time than necessary placing social distance between their brand and their customers, members, and clients. We know the impact of the virus will alter some plans, but in some cases create new opportunities. No matter the situation, when we get back to business as usual, the team at Structure First will be ready for what's next. Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you're listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the Structure First studios of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Structure First Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The name of the episode today is... History is. That is something I have to say at almost every... In fact, it was the opening and closing slide of my award-winning, fantastic, musically-infused, live music-infused keynote session when I was simply the very best professional speaker in the banking marketplace. It was a slide that would come up right at the end of the performance. History is. You can change with it or you can get changed by it. And the reality is there is a moment of inflection occurring globally, nationally, and locally where the banking marketplace is going to be different than it was, let's just say, I don't know, Valentine's Day. I mean, this is something that you heard Neil say it in the setup, um, CEO of Structure First, nobody had COVID-19 in their strategic plan last year. Last year, when you overpaid your um, consultant to come in there and uh, put up the post-it notes on the whiteboard with all the great things you were going to do in 2020, if, um, if you can send me a post-it note that had COVID-19 worldwide pandemic on it, I will send you a four-pack of Charmin Ultra Soft toilet paper and a gift card to Chick-fil-A without delay. I'm not worried about it because nobody had it. And of course, that's what I mean by history is. Now, speaking of history, as you were vacating your offices, buildings, and workspaces and looked around and said, hmm, the little Ebola in here, we need to update our look, update our vibe in our workspaces, our headquarters, branches, and buildings. Don't forget, every building branch and space makes a Statement. If yours is saying Ebola or H1N1 and you want a more contemporary, up-to-date COVID-19 flare to your workspaces, give our friends at Structure First a call, call, click. Don't come by, do a Zoom meeting or something. But the guys at Structure First, we're ready. Like they said, like Neil said in the setup, we're ready for what's next. And that's what we're really talking about today. History is. The history we are all dealing with is going to be a liability for some and an opportunity for others. 
where do you fall on that spectrum? Had a very forthcoming and gracious call with Mary Coleman from Extraco Consulting right before recording the show today. And there is a there is a great sense, I think, of unbridled uh, the right word is passion for getting going again. Um, none of us like to be trapped in our homes. None of us like to have our everyday routine, which none of us should ever complain about again. I've worked from home. I've worked from home since really 2003. And so this has not been a big adjustment for me. I've, I've had a good time, however, um, listening to all the work-at-home experts who have been working at home since Monday of this week. I might share a few of my top three tips later in the show. But I think there's going to be a sense of really wanting to get back to work. And when we do that marketing plan that you had, you know, 401Ks in April is for tax time. That's gone. Financial literacy in April, that needs to change. You've got a captive audience at home. If you were one of those banking brands last year that told me you didn't see the value of a podcast for students because, after all, they're at school in April, well, let's see, it looks like I might have been right about that. In other news, our good buddies at Credit Union National Association, CUNA, they have placed the Open Your Eyes campaign on pause. I spoke with somebody, uh, the lady that answered the phone at CUNA today, after being on hold for almost four minutes. And if you've ever called those guys, their on-hold music is like the end music of a John Hughes movie where the two people who had just been friends come together in a romantic embrace and kiss and then roll to the credits. Yes, Open Your Eyes, the Open Your Eyes national branding campaign, Open Your Eyes to a Credit Union, has been placed on an operational pause as of last Friday. The lady that answered the phone did not know that. She had to Google that. I was just calling to get confirmation because I knew I'd seen something about that on LinkedIn this week but couldn't couldn't find the post and candidly didn't want to scroll through all of this stuff. I didn't comment on it, so I couldn't see it on my own activity. But yes, confirmed that as of Friday last week, the, uh, the operational pause, uh, to use a little 2003 OIF-1 terminology, Operation Iraqi Freedom terminology, in the same month, by the way, in March of 2003, um, the, the Open Your Eyes campaign is officially on an operational pause while they seek to retool the message in the wake of the COVID-19 crisis. Well, let's see. Let's think back about two and a half years ago where somebody you all know said about the Open Your Eyes campaign that it did not make sense to do a national strategic campaign because you don't know where the national vibe is going to go. You can't predict these things. And believe me when I say most Americans today, when they wake up, in the banking marketplace are not thinking about the differences between a bank and a credit union. What I do think they're thinking about, and I think should be part of everybody's post-COVID-19 plan, and I chatted with Mary about this this morning, is to remind people why they were doing business with you in the first place. It's gonna be right back to what we used to call that good old-fashioned transactional banking again from the setup with Neil, no, no bank has social distancing as part of their culture. It's not 
like us as human beings and Americans to practice social distancing, which is why your LinkedIn and Twitter feed and Facebook feed have been filled with memes and jokes and observations and complaints and assessments of how this is impacting people who just two weeks ago were hitting Starbucks, going to work, going to lunch, going back to work, and then going home to watch all those great shows on PBS Masterpiece, uh, like Sanditon. That was one of my absolute favorite shows until the last episode. If you haven't watched it and you like British drama, you should check it out. Just a little just a little um, endorsement of our friends over at Public Broadcasting. Uh, they have masterpiece. I don't know why. They just put on the greatest television you can find. And if you're like me, you're running out of things to watch. I really can't watch the six seasons of The Office over again. Maybe it's time to go back to Sopranos. I had watched Breaking Bad earlier this week. But anyway, when we get back from the break, uh, just a couple of quick points of what I think your quote-unquote tactical approach should be after COVID-19 because all that great marketing calendar that you had that is sitting in your vacant marketing offices all about the fruited plane, uh, when you get back, you can crumple it up and toss it in the recycle bin. If you do that, I don't recycle here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, that big blue canister they gave me is the perfect place to hold the firewood for my fireplace that is in my tastefully appointed living room. So when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about that because I believe traditional banking, that one-to-one, I guess we can't shake hands anymore, but that one-to-one personal relationship that banking brands should have with their customers, members, and clients is going to seem a lot more valuable than all the G-Wiz, APIs, digital fintech, Bitcoin-funded startups that used to fill up your LinkedIn and social media feed. And we'll talk about it, and we'll do it all right after this. This is the Structure First Power Performance Podcast, conference-quality information, Without the rubber chicken dinner, the TSA shakes down the $13 light beer, and without the expense report. Ah, yes. How is your house doing amidst this coronavirus pandemic? A lot of people working from home for the first time. And I guess if I had to give my top three tips, look, I, I, I treat it like people are going to see me during the day. I, I get cleaned up. I don't run around in sweatpants and stuff like that. I do take time for physical activity. Sometimes it's hitting my drum set, playing the guitar, hitting the treadmill, and, um, and I do take some time to unplug. Don't you know, turn off your email, turn off your LinkedIn feed. You'll find that when you start working from home, a lot of times people work more hours, more hours than they do when they're at the office and they kind of have that, you know, the rhythm of the office. You show up, you go home and, you know, things like that. Anyway, got this from the ABA. Uh, these are the things that consumers want to hear about from their banks. This is from March, March 2020. I don't know if this was before or I think it was after the COVID. Yeah, it is. It says right here, ABA. Uh, dot com forward slash coronavirus, Wuhan flu, Chinese flu, whatever you're going to call it. Here we go. From top to bottom, in order of importance, 
fee waivers, preventing disruptions, branch safety, emergency contacts, mortgage hardships, forbearance, more credit, electronic access, and mobile deposits. I didn't realize there were a lot of American banking customers who've never deposited a check using their phone, and it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, my my mom is almost 80 years old, and I don't think you can do that with a Motorola flip phone or whatever, my, uh, the jitterbug thing that, that my, my wonderful mom uses. Now, as you listen to that list, think about this. You know what I didn't see on that list? I did not see does your bank or banking brand have an office of inclusion and diversity uh, located under the roof. Just an observation. This is what I mean by history is. All those nice-to-have things are great, but when stuff like this happens, COVID-19, Chinese flu, Wuhan flu, wet market flu, people realize what they really need. They need to have access to their money. They need someone that they can talk to. When you've got to talk to somebody about getting a forbearance on your mortgage, you generally don't do that through a mobile app. I believe this is going to change the way people interact with their banks. The growth of contact centers is not going to slow, nor is the growth of physical branches. The you know sole survivor in banking, the good old-fashioned brick-and-mortar branch, as we used to call it. Yes, there are going to be fewer square feet under those roofs, but I don't believe it's ever going to go away. And a moment like this, history is, is more proof of that. When this is over, and we're back together collaborating in person for the people that don't want to stay at home. There are probably some people that do want to stay working at home. Your banking brand really should concentrate on reminding people why they banked with you in the first place. The reliability, that just that basic transaction of picking up that phone and checking your balance on the mobile banking app, transferring money so your college students have money to get home now that the colleges and universities are shut down. This is a moment of inflection where things afterwards are going to be decidedly and historically and on a national level, possibly globally, different than they were before. And in those moments of inflection, as I said earlier, some will, will, it will represent a liability to some banking brands, and it will represent a whole lot of possibility for other banking brands. And it's on you and your leadership to decide where you want to fall on that spectrum. What should you be doing right now? Visible leadership. Uh, you should be reaching out to your customers, clients, and members right now and letting them know exactly what you're doing. The, the one upside of this, if there is one, is that your, your banking customers are probably not going to take this moment to switch their accounts around, you know, especially with those government checks coming. They want to make sure their, their account stays right where it is. Right now, imagine an auditorium, and you've got your banking customers at appropriate social distancing all under one roof in that auditorium, what would you say to them right now? Uh, continue to innovate, continue to be creative during this time, and it will remind people why they started banking with you in the first place. Demonstrating that ability to be flexible and open and transparent, that's going to mean everything right now. And then when all of this is over, as I said previously, scrap the marketing calendar, possibly forever, 
Um, take the post-it notes off the whiteboard and ask yourself, what is the best way for us to remind people that banking is an intensely personal relationship? And I used to say this when I was speaking professionally, look at your hand. When you start going finger by finger on the thing that matters most to you, your faith, your family, before you run out of fingers, you're going to get to your finances. And this COVID-19 situation has brought into focus that the things that we took for granted in the banking marketplace, the good old-fashioned transactions, will never go out of style. We'll continue to talk about this. I'm looking forward to the point where we move beyond the COVID-19 had some great conversations with folks that we're going to bring on the show as guests, uh, potentially how they handle the situation, what they're doing moving forward, because I think collectively that's something that we can all discuss because history is. You can change with it or you can get changed by it. History doesn't care. History doesn't remember, but people do. Hey, one of the real downside of this whole thing is that, man, this guy, I, I can remember the last time I was sick. Yes, the last time I was sick was when uh, the song The Gambler was on the radio. And I loved that song. I was laying in bed. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. And in those days, there was no Google. There was no lyrics.com. And when it would come on, I would reach for a pad of paper I had and try to write down all the lyrics to that song. I loved that song. And unfortunately, with all this COVID-19 um, going down, uh, poor Kenny Rogers did not get the send-off that he richly deserved because speaking of the power performance, that guy was a stone-cold hit machine. Hey, everybody, stay healthy, stay frosty, and remember, no matter what the crisis, no matter what the situation, doing nothing is never a good option. Um, we had that great show last week about it. Also, not the time to fill up the C-level uh, banking professionals' inbox and voicemails with a bunch of sales pitches. You should be thinking about how you're going to rebrand what you do when this is over. Thank you for listening to the Structure First Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more until next week's speak? We'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play.